Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his clothes became dazzling white, such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. Then Elijah appeared to them along with Moses, and they were conversing with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He hardly knew what to say. They were so terrified. Then a cloud came, casting a shadow over them. From the cloud came a voice. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone, but Jesus alone with them. As we were coming down from the mountain, he charged them not to relate what they had seen to anyone, except when the Son of Man had been raised from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So if Abraham, who's the father of faith, can be tested by God, so are we. You know, I really like to eat the extra moist double chocolate Duncan Hines cake. So I was baking it, and uh, it said between 25 and 30 minutes it should be done. So 25 minutes, I opened up the oven, and the cake looked done. But I didn't know if it was done on the inside. It looked done on the outside. So I took a knife, and I poked it, and I uh, came out, and it was all like uh, chocolate goop on the, stuck on the knife, so I knew it wasn't done yet. So I closed the door, waited a couple more minutes, and I tested it again until finally, the, when I poked the knife, the, the knife came clean. And uh, that's why everybody knows when I cook a cake, because it has usually 20 stab wounds in the cake. And the reason I poke it is because I want to find out what's inside. When I was first ordained, I, uh, they assigned me to the, uh, to the confirmation class, so I had to teach the confirmation kids in eighth grade at four in the afternoon on Monday. So what they do is right after school, they go to the shop and they get a they pound of candy, and then when they get to the class at four in the afternoon, they're bouncing off the walls. So the first thing that I say in the first class, I tell them the rules. And this is the rule. When I'm talking, nobody else talks. When only one person talks at a time, that's the rule. So what do they do after I tell them the rule? After I told them only one person talks at one time, they all turn to each other and start talking. I know what they're doing. They're poking me. They're poking me because they want to know what's inside. They want to know if I'm just a big marshmallow, soft guy, or if I'm a hard rock, iron wall. Well, I love it when they poke the Peter. I fix their wagon wheels. They won't be interrupting me anymore. And that's what happens when they poke. And so God 
That's what God, that's why God pokes us. That's why God texts us, because he wants to find out what's inside of us. So with a beautiful story about Abraham, when he was tested, Abraham tells us exactly what we're supposed to do when God tests us, when God pokes us, when God wants to find out what's inside of us. And so it happens when now he's talking, he's bringing Isaac, his son, up to the mountain to sacrifice him, and the son turns to the father and says, where's the lamb? Where's the sacrifice? Now you would think Abraham would turn to his son, and this is what I would say, is say, oh, I wish you hadn't asked me that question. We have to have a little bit of a talk here. But he doesn't say that. He doesn't say that this is, a, this is going to be a big disaster. He says to him, God will provide. See, it's, what does that mean? It means it's an attitude. It's that Abraham's absolutely convinced that he's with God and everything's going to turn out wonderful because that's the way God is. God is very successful. There are no bad stories with God. And he knows God. So he says that God, because that's what God does. God provides. And sure enough, there's a ram, and they <laughs> sacrifice the ram. They probably have some ram stew. And then, they, and then, the, and then he's the father of Abraham, so he's, he has these, so he's got children, the descendants of the stars in the sky. This is a really terrific ending, because that's what God does. God provides. Remember the Syrophoenician woman? Remember Jesus goes to, uh, to a Tyre and Sidon. Where's Tyre and Sidon? Well, there's Jerusalem down there. That's where the temple is. And that's where the Jewish people is. So what does Jesus do? He turns around and goes in the opposite direction, way far away, out of all kinds of, all Jewish territory. To tie. Why is he going way over there for? Because there's a mother that has a possessed daughter and she needs her help because nobody else can help her. So Jesus goes ways out of her way and meets the woman. And the woman says, can you please help my daughter? And then Jesus says to her, he says, it's not right to take the food of children and throw it to the dogs. Why does God do that? Why does God seem to be mean? Why is he so difficult? Why is he so hard on us? I'll tell you why. He's poking us. <laughs> Poke. He wants to see what's inside of us. He wants everybody to see what's inside of this woman, what kind of face she has. You know what she says? God will provide. I don't know how, but I know that God, I'm with God. And with God, everything is going to have a happy ending. And sure enough, happy ending. Because that's what God does. He provides. So anyway, my, one of my brothers that never fly fishes wanted to come fly fishing with Dad and my other brother who loved to fly fish. So there we are. We're out in our float tubes on the lake. So about 10 minutes, I look over to my brother that is never, doesn't fly fish, and he has the, the fly line wrapped around his foot. The, one of the, one of the, the, the feet, the, uh, the, the, the flippers, fell off of his feet and then sank to the bottom of the lake. He lost the fly. It's a big mess. So I go over to him and I pull him into the shore and what I did is I gave him everything that I had. I matched everything. I, so I had gave him the same exact fly rod, the same exact leader with the same, with the same length. I gave him the same fly. And I says, you and I are going to go together. We're not going to separate our float tubes. You're going to, and he let out the same exact amount of line that I did. We were going at the same speed. And I'll tell you this, he had a terrific day. You know what he said to me at the end of the day? He said this. I think I caught more fish than you. Well, that's because I was helping him all the time. But I'm glad he had a great day. And the reason why is because I gave him everything he needed to be successful. I provided for him. And that's what, when God tests us, that's our response. It's, it's an inner attitude, a conviction 
that we know that God is at our side, giving us everything we need to be totally successful. And that attitude comes out so that the world can see. So we know it's inside of a Christian. That's what happens when God tests us. Character comes forth. So let it shine. Let God poke you. Shine. Let the world know that God is there to provide everything for us. So the next time God pokes us, you know what to do. You know exactly what to do. You just say, God will provide.